see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been the all day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries, where it always starts. The stacks are much more than either of them thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Shout. Yeah, because nobody can freaking hear us. I don't know what's wrong with the mic. I mean, I'm just trying to use it in a different environment. I think we should just unplug it. No. I mean, you can still hear us, I guess. Well, welcome to In the Stacks, if you can hear us. (laughs) With Barry and Latoya. So we bought this monstrosity that you picked out. Because let's be be honest, I didn't want it. Right. But I... You know, this was suggested by... By Joel. Yeah. Now, this came out of his money, right? Did we take this out of computer money? I don't know. We should. <laughs> but uh, it seemed you know, to... Like, video the... consulting does a great job, but don't consult with them about microphones. Oh, my God. Although, truthfully, I don't think he had anything to say about what microphone you picked. Yeah, he did. He did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you were here today, or yesterday, you maybe he could have looked at the microphone and explained to us what apparently we're doing wrong. Which because I guess must be sounds so lot. much quieter with the microphone. Well, I know the first week we used it, I accidentally had something plugged into the audio jack, so it resorted to using the internal mic, and I came through clearer because I'm sitting directly in front of the laptop, even though it was closed, and you were, you know, right next to me. But of course, the it didn't want to pick you up as much. And then when we did it the second week of using this, we used it in the meeting room, and it turned out a lot better. Now we're in my little closet of an office and the sound quality is not as good. There's something not right, obviously. I don't know. I mean, we turned up the volume on the mic itself. I changed the the stuff. What are you? <laughs> but yeah, I've changed the input volume to like, you know, as high as it can go. Right. What are you... <laughs> You're just going to hold that thing the whole I'm, time? I'm holding it in front of my mouth, and maybe I'll, you know, people will be able to hear me. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, but you can even look at the wavelengths on our recording thing, and it doesn't look, it doesn't look like it's spiking the way it would before. Yeah. Because it used to be, when we were just using the, the mic from the thing, you know, if the we both laughed, it would like go boom. Maybe we should laugh and see if it does anything. Uh, say something funny. Don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> All right, see, I laugh. See, yeah, and but it, it is it's spiking. only like half what it used to do. But it's spiking. But it used to go all the way to the top. I guess. Well, if it's horrible, if anyone comments and say, says that this the show was like the recording volume, not necessarily content, is horrible, then we'll know to never record in here or for me to try I, and figure it out. Yeah. I like how you're putting the blame on your room. Yeah. We recorded in here before you had yeah. the mic, and it was fine. Kind of. Now we're recording in here with in the mic, <laughs> and it sucks. Okay. Maybe we just talk really loud, and then we can make it spike. I'm sure, I'm sure the people outside your office will appreciate that. Yeah, I'm sure. Um. Anyway, this is, I think, <laughs> episode 72. Sure. It's weird seven. how those numbers, like, go up and go down, yeah. and... 
and uh, what's going on library related. Uh, before we get started, obviously uh, nothing that we say here today is necessarily the viewpoints or opinions of the Library Board of Trustees, any of our other employees, or me. Uh, they are generally the things that LaToya actually feels. Yep. Uh, so if I offend you, keep in mind I'm playing a character for comedic <laughs> purposes, I actually agree with you. And if I offend you, that's just that's how just it her. is. Because yeah. I, I keep it all real. Right. <laughs> mm. Now, before before we go any further, um, your Google wallpaper there is Steve Jobs. My home, my home screen, yeah. All right. Um, before we even get into the library news, because I don't think we've discussed it on the show, how do you feel about the fact that Ashton Kutcher is going to be playing him in the movie? Um, I don't know. It's, I think part of it is that, I mean, obviously he's gangly and all that stuff, so he shares some he of the... He looks sometimes unclean, like yeah, Steve. Yeah, right. So he shares some of the physical attributes of Steve Jobs, but I've never really seen him in a serious role. And I mean, you oh, know... you could make that into a comedy. I suppose just have you him, could. Have him say all the things that you know, and have a laugh track. Everybody would laugh. I mean, yeah, you could, but in terms of who Steve Jobs is, I mean, he's or was a very imposing figure, a, you know, very narrow, somewhat narrow-minded individual, yeah. driven. And I just don't see Ashton Kutcher as that. So I mean, I'm curious. I don't know if I'm curious enough to go see it when it mm -hmm. comes out, but. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Okay. I mean, how do you feel about it? Because I know I mean, you I love really, Ashton Kutcher. Please. <laughs> I don't really care. Um, I mean, I saw it and I thought it was interesting. They had a picture of him next to a, a younger picture of Steve Jobs, and they didn't look a lot alike yeah. in the picture they picked. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But um, let's see, library-wise, uh, today is the last day that the uh, AARP tax assistance folks are here. Right, because um, tax season is about to end. Yes. And it's not the 15th this year, um, as well, it normally Well, because I think the 15th is on a weekend, right? I think so. Um, yeah, the 15th is a Sunday, so I believe it's isn't it the 16th. Yeah. So. Get an extra day. Yeah, I already filed mine and got the initial, and then I had to do, um, I had to amend it, um, both of them, and I'm still waiting on that. I figure I was like, that'll be weeks and weeks away. So you screwed something up, had to amend it? Well, remember I went to do the H&R second look thing? Mm -hmm. And so they had found on this year's taxes, I'd gotten all the other taxes right, but this year, or 2011 taxes, is when I also included like the business stuff. And then I had, I don't know how it happened, neglected to itemize <laughs> and took the standard deduction. And um, yeah, that's where the error came in. Hmm. So. Okay. I, I won't be making that mistake again. Um, so yeah, otherwise, library stuff. Uh, you know, we're we're possibly going to be hosting the uh, Georgia Literary Festival in twenty thirteen. It seems fairly likely. Yeah, so we're working on setting up the beginnings of that. Um, did we mention? I don't think we've recorded since Sarah's been back. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Sarah Hamill is back. She's now our outreach coordinator. And uh, she's out in the community uh, being uh, effervescent and, mm -hmm. you know, telling people about our message and so forth. And, uh, and that's nice because uh, some weeks, like a couple of weeks ago, I was out like three days. Mm -hmm. Just because you were doing some, yeah. So now she can do the, the places around here. And you um, know I don't care for that kind of stuff, so it helps when 
someone's actually anxious to do it because yeah. I'm like, mm. yeah. Um, otherwise, what's going on? Um, Colleen, our show for extraordinary is gone. Yeah, I hate that. Um, everything else, I think, is pretty pretty quiet. For the most part, I mean, I know. We're obviously, it's, club. yeah, mm-hmm. we'll not talk about that. Um, but of course, this month is our patron appreciation month, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of goodies for the for um, patrons if they take advantage of it. Um, and let's see, this week is National National Library Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an author here yesterday. Yeah. Wrote a Millageville Misfit. Which, it was funny, I asked Abney about it yesterday, because she went to the event, um, and surprisingly she had read the book, because I was like, oh, you know, I'm like, that's really cool that someone on staff takes enough interest to read the book mm-hmm. of the author talk, and she commented on how it was, the plot was a bit strange, um, and how basically it's, I guess it must be a very fictionalized version of Millageville, because it's there's no factual stuff in there. I was like, huh. I was annoyed by that because I was weird. like, well, that kind of bites because you would think if you name it after a place that there would be some fact in it, yeah. you know, even if it's just locations that yeah. are, but yeah, she was like, no. I mean, it referred to, you know, that we're, no, we're known for, you know, crazy people or, you know, the, the hospital. Mm-hmm. But when there was descriptions of stuff, like I think she'd said something like the, hospital was right across the street from the library or something. It's like, that's never happened. Well, I can understand taking some liberties with mm-hmm. uh, places and stuff like that for storytelling purposes. Right. But, yeah. Because, I, mean, I mean, at least in your book, even though it doesn't have Millageville in the title with Rabbit Heart, you used locations that are actually here mm-hmm. and... You know, it gives it more of a it gives it more of a real feel, even though it's a fiction. It's fiction yeah. if you use places that exist. Well, so. and, you know, I mean, I write a lot of stuff in Atlanta and stuff like that, and, and I'm not an expert on those places. But I know you do I usually, research on yeah, it. I mean, sometimes I've I've actually called people and asked them questions, or I've done the outside wiki it. Yep, you I've know, seen you do that. Like that. Yeah. But yeah. So I was using. Um, you know, I've been a part of Dropbox for quite well, a while. Away from library stuff now. Um, well, I mean, it's work related. I'm storing my work okay. stuff up there too. Go ahead. But I didn't I like realize Dropbox. until yeah, until yesterday when I was moving stuff over, just how quickly it does it, because I was moving over several folders, and so right now it's saying that I only used up, I'm only using twenty four point nine percent of the 11.2 gigs that I have on it now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I've not really seen it in action yet though. Like I've never done it where I'm like, I open the file from there and edit it and then hit save to see if that, in fact it does. Oh, that's all I, I do. Okay. You, so it doesn't have, do you not have a physical location for it on your computer anymore? It's just, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean on my, um, on my laptop, I mean, uh, yeah, there's a, they, they created a folder called Dropbox. Right, and right. stuff is in it. But, I mean, it syncs it. Okay, so that's how it is then. Because I, I was trying to, because I should have if, just relocated you, my folders then. Because yeah, what I did was drag them over. If you're someplace that doesn't have an internet connection, you can still open Dropbox. And you can still edit your thing. But if you look in the folder, it'll have an X next to it. That means it hasn't synced it. 
So the next time you're on an internet connection with that machine, it'll sync it it'll back sync to. It. Oh, okay. But if, for instance, you're doing that, say, on your iPad or whatever, you're doing something on it, and you don't have an internet connection, and it hasn't synced it, then if you go and open up your laptop and go to that file, it's going to be the old one. It's not the one that's been updated yet because you haven't connected to the internet yet okay. with the device that you edited it with. Right. Because I know I, I do have my laptop and my iPad and all that connected mm -hmm. to the same right. account. But, okay, that's certainly good to keep in mind. Because, yeah, I'd moved over because I keep having issues as far as, you know, if I'm not here at work, sometimes I need to get my hand on a file. And I was trying to use Google Docs for it. Yeah. But I don't like that it changes the aesthetics and even just the functionality <laughs> of a file because I use Excel and stuff a lot, mm -hmm. and it changes it. And then, you know, now that I, I know with Chrome as well as Firefox, the new way it, the print um, dialog or pop-up, how it prompts you to print mm -hmm. is much different than it was before. And I, I, I don't like it. So I'm like, yeah. I just need to go to something that will support the native file. And let me edit from there. And um, you know, I've been talking about the SRS, the staff resources site, for a while, and trying to figure out, okay, well, do I want to make the files really native to Google Docs, or just basically convert all of them right. and put them as PDF? And that's what I think I'm going to do. Is that since I have Dropbox and can edit anywhere, well, you know, assuming that they have Word on the computer or whatever, then I can just update the version. Sometimes, you know, I, you can't edit it like my doc, my Word doc files. You can't edit them on a phone. Because it's not, it's just a viewer on it. Right, well, because you don't have Word right. on the phone. And even on the iPad, unless you unless you get some sort of editor that can sync with Dropbox, mm -hmm. then, you know, which I think Pages supposedly will. I've had issues, I've had issues with it. I, it'll tell me it's saving it. And then later on, that file was not saved. Mm. And that has pissed me off if I, if I, that's why yeah, I, yeah. that's why I don't write anything on the iPad anymore because I got tired of writing pages for the stuff and then sometimes it was not there and mm. I don't know where it's at well it would be so, nice and I don't know if it's it's available if they had basically the office suite for iPad yeah um I mean I know they have you know pages and keynote and stuff for the iPad but I don't know if they actually have it for the but, um, mobile devices. I've got I've got everything that they offer. Uh, there, so I mean, if they, I, there may be a word for iPad, and I think I have it. Um, but looking it all up of them now. Are problematic, because all of them, when you open when you open the Dropbox, and it says you know open this file, it says open with. Okay. And then it opens that other program with it in there. But then doesn't it then change the... supposed to it's supposed to sync it with with Dropbox, but that's where the problem comes in, I think. Sometimes it's not really syncing it, you know? So Okay, well it's showing like Word is eleven ninety nine, but it has two stars, so I mean it must be a horrible version <laughs> yeah. of it. Um, huh. That's a guide to Word, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. Although it's on there. Okay. Yeah, that's mastering. Yeah. It's, it's a guide to how to use Word. Which, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess they don't actually have it. I mean, I see 
like I said, keynote and stuff. But that would be the big thing is if they offered that for the mobile devices. Because, yeah, I mean, since it's now so easy to integrate it, it kind of sucks that you can't yeah. do it natively. And then, and yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I've moved. I'm starting to move all of my work files there and seeing what happens. Because I thought yesterday that I was going to be pushing on space, but then I gave it more thought and realized a lot of part of the reason why my like work folder is this huge um whoa this is library related i, I didn't even get to read it because okay the figure we're hearing is 912 per um, participating employee so that's participating so yeah this way now you don't have to count the individual we're talking about <laughs> health insurance um libraries are often treated as the bastard children in this this type of situation um our they're changing the the way that they calculate how much the employer is supposed to con um, contribute into the um health insurance system and each year we often have to wait until like may or you know possibly june which is the end of our fiscal year to be able to figure out how much it's going to cost the next fiscal year even though you've made other plans um, so it's always a guessing game. They're moving from the formula of the percentage of eligible employees for state health to a flat number per employee who's now participating in state health, which, you know, I don't know until I do the math if that's going to be beneficial for us. Um, but, you know, it might be. I mean, I know we pay a lot per month just for This, this is probably going to be our most thrilling episode ever. What? It's We're the most about informative. Dropbox drop and uh, state health insurance. Well, like, <laughs> well, this show is different from your other show. We can, you know, we talk about, like, anything. It doesn't have to be specific to... It doesn't to... have to be interesting. We talk about anything. Uh, yeah, here. thanks. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, I found that there was a folder, you know... I think it was Kel's folder where we'd gotten all of his files. Um, that was my biggest one. So that was what's skewing the um, actual size of my work documents folder. So I'm going to move over everything and then at that point sort out which things I can just really get rid of at this point. Because yeah. I'm horrible about just saving stuff and holding on to it for years and years because it's like, oh, that's just virtual space. You know, it's yeah. not physically in my face so you know i love my folders yes yeah. <laughs> folders and subfolders and subfolders and folders but anyway so yeah it is um library everything about libraries month almost i mean because yeah. i know what is it september is, is library card sign up month right. but um yeah april is the month and we are soon about to announce or publicly put out there who our patrons of distinction are which the is pods. just yes the pods um just the individuals who for us are go above and beyond in terms of being our patrons so you pod hey you know me <laughs> anyway um we'll go back to what you were what were you talking about? I don't think I talked about anything, really. Oh, I think you just wrapped up about what it is that we are doing at the library. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's the one rule about our podcast. We always have to, like, mention something regarding yeah. libraries, and then we just talk about whatever else. Yeah. Okay, so I listened to your other show, 
the episode from two weeks ago because I'm now a week behind. I did finally get fix my issue with iTunes not wanting to download all the stuff. But um, I do think that you managed to give me an idea as far as my pulp novel okay. from that show. I forget which show that was. I... It's the Michael Bay one, that okay. title. And you, you were talking Michael Bay about... Michael Bay needs to stop, yeah. seriously. Um, yes, that one. You were talking about basically what would happen, or you mentioned um, if there is a technology crash, a complete world you know, crash as far as technology is concerned. And I know it's been done in other ways, mm-hmm. in movies and that kind of stuff, but I was looking at it from a standpoint of, like, what would happen regarding social media or social networks. You know, it's like everybody's lives are on social right, networks yeah. when that disappears. Because I know you had mentioned about photographs, photographs yeah, physical yeah. versus... So I was like, well, that's an idea. And I was talking to my brother who, you know, is, I guess, the, I don't know, he's not, granted that he's not doing the writing, I, he's my idea, idea guy. So I'm like, okay, here's this, come up with the, you know, the situations within it, and I'll write to that. But then when we were talking it's about it, yes, but when we were talking about it, he then said, oh, well, what would be really cool is to have it tie in some way. I guess we would be moving away from the social network side of having it to do with the world's oil supply and that, you know, I guess the antagonist would be this person who has basically, you'd mentioned, bought up all the technology for electron, like electric cars. Mm-hmm. And so he holds the major patents and so yeah. no one else can, can do it. And he's intentionally not um, producing electric cars because he has the last oil reserve, which happens to be like Alaska, you know, that, which, mm-hmm. may, you know, is relevant now since there's a whole issue with the, the yeah. pipeline. But, so we were kind of throwing that idea around, and obviously that being the case, it would be new pulp. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's kind of exciting. We haven't fully, fully hammered out the details, because he had sent me something he'd written um, in the past, and mm-hmm. so I don't know if that's something we'll be able to integrate. Um, and then we also talked about, because I know you said maybe the tie-in to the Rook series, that maybe one of the characters in... Um, Rook is like the grandmother or something of this other Mm -hmm. um, character. So I was going to get more information from you about one of your female characters who I could possibly tie into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Okay. That's where it's going so far. I think it's interesting. I still have to watch Die Hard because I mentioned it to Anthony. He's like, oh yeah, I've seen all four. And I was like, yeah, I've never seen any. Yeah. And, and, you know, to me, the first Die Hard is awesome. Mm-hmm. One of the best movies ever. And he did say that, yeah. You know, you don't need to see the others. I mean, you so know. So is it Die Hard, Die Harder or something? Yeah. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're okay for where they are, but. <laughs> but I need to just concentrate on the first one, on the first one as no far as getting an idea of pulp. Yeah. Okay. It's like the difference between Rocky Four. And Rocky oh, One. Whoa, that, that's okay. a huge difference. I mean, there you know, Rocky Four is enjoyable. It has some good parts, but it's 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 not as weighty a movie as the first Rocky. The first Rocky is a legitimate movie. Mm-hmm. Rocky Four is you know, not a legitimate movie. So, well, I know on that last show you had discussed how you felt. Well, you and Carrie both discussed how you felt um, about the Hunger Games. At that point, you had not yet read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you guys were discussing, you'd mentioned how I 
myself and Elise had said, you know, they're good movies, but right. we didn't understand the hype. Um, well, how do you feel about it now? I mean, now that you've read it, are you inclined to possibly seeing the movie or? Uh, you know, I mean, if it, if it came on, <laughs> I would pro- I would probably tape it and watch it at some point. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not interested in going to see it mm-hmm. in the theater. Um, the book was good. Uh, you know, I, it wasn't life changing for me. I felt like I had read similar things before, but the writing was was pretty good. The characters were interesting. Um, I found that it was light years better than Twilight. Yeah, yeah, I do remember you saying that. no comparison between this and Twilight. I thought it was (laughs) much better written. Um, You know, and I've I've said it before, I I, I can understand how if I was 17 and I read this, I might think it was the best thing ever. Uh Uh-huh. I'm confused sometimes when I see people who are like 40 or 50 who read it and say it's the best thing ever. Because, I mean, surely you've seen this story before, you know? Well, I know one of our staff members who's older loves it. I know, I mean, I'm sure it's not like her favorite series, but she was so super excited about it coming out in the movie, and I, I don't know. Again, I, don't I... I think part of it's just, you know, as I get older, you know, and I, I have read a lot. Yes. I've seen a lot of movies and stuff like that, and so, you know, a lot of things when I see it, I'm like, oh, that that's like such and such. Um, so maybe it's just me being, you know, crotchety old person, (laughs) because I mean, I remember being young when I would play music and my parents would be like, oh, they're just ripping off such and such. Mm -hmm. And now you're like, now that you're in that that position, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So, although sometimes I think other people overdo it because for instance, I would not say parts of the, the Hunger Games reminded me a lot of. The Running Man, but I would not call it a rip off of The Running mm-hmm. Man. I mean, it's just you know, I, I've seen that. Same yeah, I mean, before. while I was watching, like, I saw like people, the same thing as yeah. far as elements of other movies. Yeah. It's like, oh wait a second, I saw this in. Yeah. yeah, but you know, like people who call Lady Gaga a rip off of Madonna, I, you know, no, they're similar. And and I think that that phrase to me betrays your lack of truly historical understanding mm-hmm. because Madonna was building off of, like, David Bowie and Glam and all that kind of stuff. So, really, Lady Gaga's ripping off David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> all right, but she's not ripping off anybody. She's just somebody else who was influenced by it. Somebody right. else who was inspired by it. Um, there's nothing new in the world. It's all what no. you do with it. Yeah. Um, Everything, everybody reuses something that has come before them. Yeah. I mean... And that's why, you know, I mean, sometimes people will say, how do you come up with an idea that hasn't been done before? You don't. You don't worry about that. You just kind of you come up with a good it. idea, yeah. and you do it well. That's all that matters. Yeah, because was... because no matter I mean unless you set out to copy it word for word, even if you set out to write your version of Dawn of the Wind, you know it's going to be different than what Margaret Mitchell did because you're a different person. The things that even even if you tried to extract the things you really love from that, mm-hmm. I guarantee you they're probably not the exact same things that if you met Margaret Mitchell, she would say were her favorites. Right. They may be, but not all of them. Because the things that resonated with you are you, you know? And, because, and I mean, at its core, it would certainly be like, you know, the, the, the broad strokes could be very similar to Gone right. with the Wind as far as, you know, 
girl, spoil girl, struggle, meets this guy, blah, blah, blah. Right. But it's all in the details. I mean, right. you can totally change that. And so, yeah, you're inspired by that story as long as you're not pulling everything from, you know, oh, the character's name the same or, yeah. oh, you changed Scarlet to something similar to Scarlet. Right. I mean, that's, that's ripping it off. But, right. yeah, I mean, every... And I was actually thinking about this morning when I was driving in as far as music. Because I was like, you know, granted that a lot of the older stuff, maybe most people don't know, but certainly in my lifetime, I see that things become a bit, um, things go in waves. And yeah. And they're very similar. I mean, you know, they take from, you know, it's nice that it's distinctive that basically each decade, the music shifts, but I'm like, I wondered how it would be like in the future because you know, I mean, there's but only so much you can really do with music. I mean, I know you can do a lot, but after a while, there are patterns and similarities in the music yeah. that cause it, you know, cause it to become a, a genre of its own. Like, so, at, you know, 30 years from now, what kind of music will it be? Will it be something similar to the 80s music? Or, you know, I know it goes in trends yeah. and they bring in stuff. I, I've been but, thinking for a while that, uh, that rock was going to come back in a huge way. Hmm. It's really the last time it was huge was kind of in the 90s with the grunge stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's been a while since then that rock has been the dominant force in the music industry. We've gone through, you know, pop. We've gone through kind of disco-influenced stuff. Um, you know, I, I just think that's going to come back at some point. Hmm. Um, I certainly see lots of teenagers wearing the T-shirts of bands they probably don't even know who yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I've just been curious about it. Kendrick and I were talking yesterday about, I don't know why I brought up death. <laughs> it just kind of happened in conversation. I was telling you, you know, I try not to think too much about it in that, you know, you don't know if, in fact, anything happens afterwards. Yeah. I'm like, even with people who say they've died and come back, I'm like, you didn't really die. Clearly, you came back. exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't understand because I think that psychologically, psychologically, because people have heard so many stories of what is supposed to happen after you die, that maybe when you're in that state of a coma or something, that those manifest itself in the dreams that are very yeah. lifelike. Um, so yeah, I was like, I try not to think about it. To be honest, it somewhat scares me. Um, the thought of dying, just certainly depending on how you die. Um, but I'm like, yeah, you can only really concentrate on the life that you're living because the, there's just no certainty about what happens afterwards. You know, I don't know if my spirit comes back or if, you know, when you're dead, you're just dead. That, that's it. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if you were surrounded by your loved ones in a, you know. That makes a great story. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. But, you know, I'm an agnostic, so I just don't know some right, a whole yeah. bunch of my, my psychological and spiritual feelings. But um, I just think that a lot of people feel the need to, you know, you want to have something to believe in. And, well, it's you scary know, this is to think that we're just here. Just over. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, well, and it's scary not just for you, but I mean, it's scary to think that the people you love who died they're not still in existence somehow. You want them to still be there somehow. But I mean, there's still an existence you in your you. mind. You know, I mean, you live as long as the person, you know, whoever knew you, remembers well, you. people say that, but 
I don't know. I, I don't think it bothers even, even me. Even people, you know, and it sounds terrible, but even people who are really close to you, like my father, this Friday will be two years since he passed away. Mm-hmm. And I remember him very clearly, but I mean, you know, things think what well, things become more indistinct over time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, um, the sound of his voice, uh, the image that I have in my head is probably more based on photographs now than actually him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, all that kind of stuff. You know, so it's 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 nice to say, well, he still lives in my mind and in my heart. What does that mean? I mean, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, all, we all, part of us all want to live forever. I mean, I think that's one reason why artists are artists. You know, it's some desperate grasp to leave something behind, behind yeah. that says, oh, I was And here. I mean, I think that's driven by the uncertainty of knowing what really yeah. happens after you, you die. Um, but I still think that it's something that, as far as, you know, quote-unquote religion that people are holding on to something because they need something to believe in. Yeah. Whether or not they really believe it's true, they just, you know, they allow yeah. their mind to accept that, oh, yeah, well, you know, yeah, because, this is what's going to happen. Because not believing is scary. But is it, really? I mean, you know, at this point in my life, I don't believe... I mean, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in all, but yeah, it scares hell. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think that that part scares me. It's just the, un, the not knowing. Like, if I knew for sure that when I die, it's done, okay... I understand that that's, yeah. you know, and I'm sure that if that was the case, if that was fact, that when you're dead, it's done, there would be so much, so many more people looking into how to extend your life or how for you, you know, how for you to I think stay. the number of suicides might go up, actually. Oh, to know that it's truly just over? Mm-hmm. Well, no. So I think a lot of people are, are held back by the fear that, you know, I mean, a lot of people believe, you know, commit suicide, you're going to hell. Yeah. But see, I also thought yesterday while driving home... Because, I mean, if the worst thing that can happen is, you know, you're dead, then for a lot of people who who are suffering emotionally or physically or whatever, they'd be okay. They'd be, okay, well, it's just over. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, for me, it just... I don't know. It scares me just in the uncertainty. And again, as I was saying, when I was driving home last night, I was thinking about how... What disturbs me the most about the various religions is that, well, at what point do you say one is right and which one's wrong? Or Because it's like, okay, well, if you're Christian, you believe all this versus a Muslim who ver- believes all of this. Well, if in fact one of them is right, what happens to that other segment of people who, you know, I, I don't know. It just, I try not to think about it too, too much, but when I do, it's like, I don't know, it causes me to become more agnostic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's just, the thing. I mean, I don't understand why anybody would think any religion was better than anybody else's. Um, or like in the case where people, and I, I, I use this often as an example, where individuals who are gay or lesbian are like really into religion. religion. I'm like, but yeah. it's like, but they're, you know, well, it doesn't I don't, make I don't, any sense. I don't sense. believe in picking and choosing parts of the religion, right. which is obviously what they're doing. And the people, I mean, I know so many people who say, you know, oh, well, I just don't, I don't believe that. <laughs> but I mean, once you start picking and choosing, then to me, you're saying you, you're admitting that the whole document is not, is not correct. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but to me, the people who are diehard anything, it's generally because of where they were raised, who mm-hmm. raised them. I mean, we live in the Bible Belt, so most people around here are Baptists. Right. They're Christian. Yeah, everybody goes to church, or um, even if they don't, they, you know, oh, I'm, yeah. my family is such and such. But such. all of these people, almost all of them, if they were raised in another country, they'd be Muslim. Mm-hmm. They'd be Buddhist, and they'd feel just as confident that they were right there as they they, are here. Exactly. Because it's belief. You know, I I just think it's, you know, maybe somebody's right. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, there's so many versions of the similar story. (laughs) I, I just think, you know, probably whatever happens after we're dead. I mean, it seems like there has to be something. I just can't believe that so many random things would have had to happen for life to exist. And you're born, and you live, and you screw, and you fight, and you work, and then you die. And then you're dirt. Uh That just seems, it seems almost more unlikely to me that there would be no point than that there is a point. Well, I mean, I think that the way I think about it, and it's funny because I often, you know, kind of think about it in comparison to things that I've seen on Star Trek. Um, I almost think that maybe we give it too much thought or we make it more complex than it needs to be with regards to how we are created. You know, that oh, all of these things have to happen a specific right way. But that's the case with everything. I mean, all of such and yeah. such had to happen for Mars to be created. So I'm like, I don't know if in fact that this is just how it is, how the molecules, whatever, came together. But and where did then, the molecules come from? Where did everything come from? Everything comes from something. Right, but I mean, we have how various, uni- you know, the but universe. how did it start? I know they say there was a Big Bang, right? Yeah. But you can't have a Big Bang without there being something Some to bang from. But I mean, you know, it's I mean, just the, atoms where did it and blah, blah, blah. Just, but, he can't get, but where did the atoms come from? I don't really, I guess that's not what really, I don't really I mean, think too much I mean, about that. But I mean, I, I, I'm not necessarily arguing for intelligent design. Yeah. But where did it start? How did it start? I mean, nothing, we don't believe in spontaneous generation, right? Well, why not? I mean, because it was well, been proven not to exist. <laughs> but I mean, you can't have just nothing. And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden there's something. I mean, obviously there is a catalyst for, you know, what ultimately happens. But I guess I don't really think about there being right, so a, there's a master. Boom, okay. Yeah. All right. And a bunch of molecules came together and made rocks. Mm-hmm. Some of them were bigger rocks than others. Some of those rocks were so big we'd call them planets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, right, on one world that we know of, mm-hmm. on only one that we know, that we know of, know of Little molecules came together to make trees. Mm-hmm. And then frogs. Dogs. Yeah. All I these think things. of it and in that then, various combinations. Then on that same planet, mm-hmm. right, not only was there another living creature that walked around and pooped and ate and did stuff that dogs do, but all of a sudden had true consciousness. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it seems very unlikely to me. It doesn't just to me because it's just you know, like each planet is distinct in its own way. But no, and no, no, so no, no, I no, think no. that but there's only one that has all these things on. Right, and that's what I'm saying. You know, various planets are missing components of the others. Right. So truly, you know, ours could have just been. I mean, that's the way it's created. But you and I, mm-hmm. as 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 these living creatures are so complex. Yeah, but composite. I mean the way the way the individual parts of your body function mm-hmm. together, you know, there's so many little things that if that detail was slightly off, you wouldn't be able to breathe. Mm-hmm. You would have been stillborn. Whatever. And yet and yet it all works. And you and I are able to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Cats, I love cats. Cats would not have this conversation. Cats live in the now. Cats exist now. Mm-hmm. You and I exist in the past, in the present, in the future, all at the same time. Because we have consciousness. Our consciousness seems so unlikely that molecules would have randomly come together to create this. Seems so strange to me. And, now I'm not, and again, I'm not arguing that there's you know a white-bearded white guy yeah. up in heaven. But I'm, I'm just saying there's a part of me that says there must be something. I mean, surely not all of these randomness would have come together for the purpose of people to, con- one after another, to be born, to live, to die, and to rot in the ground. For no purpose. And I think that's what drives you is the whole, oh, there has to be purpose. And I'm like, well, does there? I mean, you know, it just... Much like the various other planets were created, that's how it is, and and I, that does not bother me as much. But see, that's how it is to me. That that's almost like the people who say, "Well, the Bible says so." I mean, how can you not think about these things? We I mean, have thought about it, but it doesn't. Like, I'm not like, "Oh, well, there has to has to be." It's just like the whole belief thing in in whatever religion you 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 believe in. Yeah, I'm just like, well, you know, we're here. I don't really. Based on the things I've seen, I right. don't necessarily believe this story or this one or whatever. Right. But it doesn't really bother me as much to say, well, you know, where are the others like us? Or is there, you know, others in a different, you know, whatever. I... And, you know, it may be that we're, we're born, we live, we die. That's it. But there's definitely, I mean, and that's why I'm an agnostic, not an atheist. There's a part of me that says, I that's not enough for me. Well, I mean, I mean yes, I want to me. believe that there is a, you know, this master plan that actually it's, you yeah. know, we just don't know of what what's outside of ourselves. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I want to believe there's, there's something. I don't yeah, know if it's yeah. God, you know. But, I mean, there's something that's greater than we can envision. Than we can encompass in our brains. Yeah, and I and that's why I think you know that if we found out the truth about life, I would think it would either be so simple that we would look at each other and go, "Man, we were idiots. Mm-hmm. How did we miss that? It was right there the whole time." Or it is so grandiose and complex that we, that we would never understand. It. Yeah, you know that we would go. What? And I do think it probably ultimately is one of those extremes. It's either, yeah, yeah we born, live, and die, or that, yeah, we're a part of some 
yeah. you know, master or whatever. But I don't know. I don't think too much about that itself. I just, I'm curious about what happens once this phase or stage of our life turns into death. You know, what happens after that? Because, I mean, we know we don't come back. Or, or if we do, if we're reincarnated, we don't yeah, come back as, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It's just weird the moments that come up where I start. Well, and you have more and more of those as you get older. Yeah, see, those are exhausting. I mean, death. I've told you before. <laughs> death, death is with you all the time. Yeah. And I think you know when you're younger, you don't you don't notice their presence, but as you get older, you realize you no know, death is right when behind you. When things are starting to fall apart physically well, and all apart. that stuff, it's. I mean, you could die any second. Mm-hmm. For any random reason, really. I mean, yeah, you could just, your head could just slam down on the desk dead. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I mean, think about how many times you, if you really thought about how many times you almost die every time you get in the car. How many different ways you could die. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time you, you go through an intersection, you're trusting that everybody else is going to stop. And all it takes is that one time when somebody does it, and that's it. But see, I think part of why I don't really think too, too much about it is because then there are the individuals who, you know, the whole, oh, you know, he died before his time or whatever. I'm like, I think yeah. death just comes to us in any sort of way that when you die was when you were supposed to die, you know, not to say that it was some, part of some big plan, but that's just how yeah. it works. I but oh, on on the sh- on y'all show, I did completely agree with you when you were talking about being tired lately, um, oh, yeah. and daylight savings. I'm like, it, it's so strange that something like this could so put you out of whack. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I know that I've I've also been busy since now Kay is back, and there's just been a lot of up and down with that, uh, getting him you know reacclimated. But I've been exhausted and. I don't know. Well, you know, in the past week or two, I've been kind of sick, sort of sick. Yeah, so I've been taking, here. like, Mucinix, Mucinix and stuff, but, man, I mean, like, uh, this past Sunday, I guess it was, I laid down on the couch, it was about 1 o'clock, and I closed my eyes, and I woke up, and it was 3 o'clock, and, you know, I mean, even, even after that, even right now, I guarantee you, I could close my eyes. And go to sleep. If I, tr- if I, just relax. I could be asleep probably about 30 seconds. Oh, well, not 30 seconds for me, but I could go to sleep. I really could. I, I can't figure it out. You know? Because, yeah, I mean, Monday, you know, since I was off, I um, I ended up taking a nap, which... I'm yawning now. Yeah. See, I'm not a nap person. I know you like your naps. Well, I'm, I, um, it's not really that I like naps. I'm just so freaking tired. Well, I mean, even when you're not, like, as tired as you are now, you do take naps. I like naps, yeah. Um, But I don't ever take a nap, and Monday, I had to take one. Yeah. Um, I was just that tired and fell asleep in, like, 30 seconds, which is not like me at all. And when I got up, I was still tired. It's yeah, me, one of the great pleasures in life, I've always liked it, is to have a day where you don't have anything you have to do. Mm-hmm. And you just lay down on the couch or whatever, and you just find something on TV. And then you just... Falsely That's kind of my weekends. Usually, that is a perfect weekend for me. But most weekends, I'm thinking about, oh, I need to get this done, even though I'm not doing it. Yeah. Just that, just the thought, makes you exhausted. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that started when I was uh, when I was young. I used to watch 
back before they had you know baseball games on you know a hundred games on every day. Yeah, uh, they used to have game of the week on NBC every Saturday afternoon, and start around two o'clock, and I'd, I'd tune in to watch it, and I'd watch like first two, maybe three innings, mm-hmm. fall asleep, and wake up for wake it. up and be like the seventh or eighth inning, <laughs> and watch the game, and I'd do that every weekend. Yeah, uh, and that was the way to watch baseball. Uh, you just skip all the middle stuff, you know. I, I sometimes think, though, part of why we're as tired as we are, too, like, I feel like we're overloaded with so much information um, yeah. online. That I mean, stuff like that does take a toll on you. I mean, you're, you're absorbing all of this information, and it certainly impacts you in terms of the way you think and how you process stuff, and it's like there's never really any quiet. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know that's why some people do their, like, Basically, they're off of Facebook for a year. They do various things to just kind of decompress. Because, yeah, everything now is just going right at you, you know. And, like, for me, I'm always like, oh, my gosh, you know, what it is that I'm supposed to pay attention to. Oh, I feel bad because I'm not paying attention to this. And it's just so much busyness. And, yes, it's exhausting. (laughs) Because even now I'm like, Oh, you know, I make a list of stuff I need to get done, and then it just doesn't seem like yeah. the list ever goes away, and I never get to really finish, completely finish well, a project. And I, I think the, the worst thing as a society we do to ourselves is time. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, like, Julian, Julian's learning about time now. He's learning to tell time. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I think that's the, the most horrible thing that anybody's doing to him. In terms of making it measurable now? Well, because you and I live our lives defined by time. We have to be places at certain time. We know tomorrow at 1 o'clock where you'll be. Mm -hmm. You know, you've already got things planned for months, maybe even a year in advance. Absolutely. You're counting down the days, the hours, you're paying on something for something that's way in the future. Yeah, so you're basically um, just living toward those Yeah, right now or... I'm looking at the time, thinking, okay, you know, we've got to wrap this up in about 15, 20 minutes, yeah. then we've got to do this, then we've got to do that, <laughs> I've got to be home at such and such time, um, I know what comes on at what time tonight, um, <laughs> all of that stuff. I've set the DVR to record something tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, yep. um, all this stuff. Whereas Julian, and he's learning it now, but for Julian, every day is so open to possibility. Yeah. And yeah, I do like... And the day for him seems to last so long. Yeah. And sometimes he'll wake up in the afternoon and he's like, you know, is it the same day or is it it tomorrow? (laughs) Does he really? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's... In a way, you know, I, I think that's the way we should live our lives, you know? Yeah. I mean, just let the world tell us what time, yeah, where the sun's up. Like, even with, when you say time, <laughs> dark. you know, even with my, my um, nephew, Jordan, who I guess he's nine now. Um, anyway, he still doesn't comprehend the whole money thing, yeah. you know, just you know, that a quarter is equal to this and it costs such and such. Because, yeah, whenever he wants something, he's like, oh, I could just buy it or something. It's like, yeah, but it's, you know, $50. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't have a real grasp on what $50 really is. And 
yeah, sometimes it'd be nice to just be <laughs> a kid and not have to, you yeah. know, think about all the crazy required stuff. I was trying to see, and I read an art article recently. I obviously didn't tag it. Um, I like to tag stuff I've been that I find very interesting. It was something about how we really aren't um, becoming smarter by being on, you know, the computer all the time, yeah. that kind of stuff. That yeah, we're losing something or. I wish I, mean, I remember. I've heard people say that our memory is getting worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did read that. Now it's going to bother me because I should have tagged it. Because um, we feel like we have to remember less because we can find it. And that's and see, that's not the same for me. I think I have to remember more. Because, you know, for me, I'm like, I have to know how this specific aspect of technology works so that I can incorporate it into what it is that I need to get done while still retaining the knowing that oh I'm I need to be such and such and or you know be at this place or do this one thing. I think most people are like, well, I don't need to remember that percentage because I know I've got that file on my desktop. I can open it. Oh yeah, that's true. Those types you know, of things. I don't need to remember um, exactly what day in 1945 something happened because I can, I'll just wiki it again. I wiki it last time. There we go. It wasn't. It was. I saw it yesterday. Wow. Yeah. I'm. I'm losing concept of time and stuff. But yeah, the article is the internet is ruining your brain. Um, and it was saying, let's see. It says that um, that multitasking, such as emails and shopping, tweeting and word processing, actually raises stress levels and lowers creative thinking overall according to research done by ForensicPsychology.net. Turns out, multitasking online doesn't positively exercise our brains or mental state. Heavy internet users are 2.5 times more likely to be depressed, and web addiction reduces the white matter in our brain, basically the transmitters responsible for our memory and sensory abilities. So I'm like, I, I can see that. Yeah. Let's tag this. But I, I just found it very interesting. Um, so they're showing the usage of the internet on in various countries and stuff. Yeah. Um, it says, collectively, we spend 35 billion hours on the internet every month. Every day we consume three times as much information as we did in the 1960s. And see, that's just it. I'm like, your brain is just, you know, yeah. I, and I feel that, you know, that yeah. it's like it's too much information. And granted that I completely love technology, I'm often reminded or, you know, think back to the days where the Internet and computer usage was starting to um, to increase. And so I'm like, yeah, I remember, no, you know, writing stuff down on paper and keeping stuff in my head. And even then, it seemed like a more simple time. Even though you yeah. had to supposedly retain more, there was less of that more to retain. Yeah. <laughs> now there's so much more. And, and I feel horrible because, you know, I know I always complain about the social networks and being on so many, but yet not really being on them. And when, I, you know, which ones I should give up. But, oh, I'm not going to because I can easily cross post on blah, 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 blah. But it's still so much information. Yeah. Like when I do go and look at um, 
news feeds and stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, having to go through it, that takes time. Yeah. Um, I try to keep up on internet type technology stuff and sitting there and reading those articles, I'm like, that's taking time and Yeah. I I'm easily burning out. <laughs> but it says sixty one percent of us admit being addicted to the internet, which I would say that I am addicted. You know, the only time that I like not being on the internet or the computer is when I'm on a cruise. I don't miss it at all. Yeah, even when I'm on a cruise, I do miss it. Um, I, I, I miss... only, I've missed it once. Like, if I wanted to wiki something, that's the only time yeah. I miss it if I'm on a cruise where it's like, oh, what's that person's name? Or, yeah. you know, they were in this movie. That's it. I don't care about doing anything else on the internet when I'm on a cruise. But if I'm without it for a while... Which happens a lot with, like, Facebook. I'm just not on it for, like, a week or two. Mm -hmm. Then there's that anxiety of, oh, yeah, I've man. missed all of this stuff, and do I go back and read it? And it yeah, it, it's, it's too much. Information overload. So, um, we should talk about, before we wrap up, uh, Kardashian, the Kardashian stuff. Oh, my gosh. Because apparently she's knocking boots with uh, Kanye West. Kanye West. Um, now, you claimed... This would make you lose all respect for her. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm really seriously questioning her judgment on this. Some and people I think are saying it's going to be a showman's kind of thing. It's just for publicity. Well, I do think it's but, interesting, like, Chloe, which is the most outspoken of the sisters, says that she supports it, which is like, you know, she was very vocal about not thinking that Kim and, um, what was it, Humphreys? Chris. Yeah that Kim and Chris weren't a good love match. You know, she's like, oh, I think he's a good guy, but that he wasn't right for Kim. But I'm like, Kanye West, seriously? And I mean, I don't know if it's because I think, you know, he's a rapper and so they must live that kind of life or whatever. But I just, I, I don't get it. He just looks like a lunatic. Yeah. He's crazy in his eyes. <laughs> and uh, some of the things he says and does... Um, and I mean, you know, obviously the Taylor Swift thing is always going to be in people's heads. You know? Yes, yes. Um, you know, he just embarrassed himself that night, you know. Yeah. I just tagged that article. Um, so yeah, it, I, I don't know. I know that publicly they're still kind of skirting around whether they really are involved or whatever. Yeah. I was like, come on, really? <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. Um, you did hear about, obviously, the whole Ashley Judd stuff that's going on. I've always really liked Ashley Judd. I didn't realize she actually has a PhD yeah. from Harvard. But I mean, I think she's ever reacting a little bit. Well, I think I, it just I, bothered not, her based on because yeah. I've seen the explosive interview with yeah. her and stuff, and she's like, it just really hurt. Because it's like, you know, I've said that I haven't had any surgery, but yet everyone's still saying, oh, yeah, you've had plastic surgery. It's like, when is enough enough? What, I mean, and she so she's been different. Yeah, but I mean, I can, she looks like she's putting on weight. She yeah. looks like basically what most people do when they get older. You know, her face is starting to change yeah. a bit. But I, I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, she's had plastic surgery. Well, I mean, and I look, I, I understand some people on the internet are always going to go overboard comments mm -hmm. and i understand her being upset about it. i i think i think using that as a jumping off point to go into you know oh you know people hate women 
he's misogynistic and stuff. I mean, people say those kind of things about guys too. Um, yeah, I don't agree with that are, side. Guys of are it. objectified in mm-hmm. our society as well. They are. You know, I, I mean, do how many think though that. How many times did Sawyer take his shirt off? <laughs> okay. For the for the sake of being eye candy for the women, but um, no, I do agree with her in that the you know what society deems as appropriate yeah. is is not necessarily right and how I, do, I do think we set abnormal standards for people you know especially I mean, in people who are entertainers that kind yeah. of stuff we they're they're certainly different in our minds than the regular person even though really truly really, they're a regular person in irregular well, circumstances well I mean, somebody who's a size 8 in hollywood is going to be called fat. Mm-hmm. And that's ridiculous. It is. <laughs> um, you know, I remember seeing an interview once with Drew Barrymore where she said, you know, on the set of Charlie's Angels that Lucy Liu and Cameron Diaz, you know, spent the whole time, you know, making fun of her weight, calling her chubby and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, first of all, of those three, I would find Drew Barrymore by far the hottest. Yes, because she has, mo- she's fuller. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's, she's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, she is certainly not fat. Mm-mm. She's a healthy weight. Because, um, I mean, I watch stuff on TV, and granted that supposedly for Hollywood standards, that person's, like, the perfect size. I look at them, I'm like, Jesus, you need to eat a hamburger or something. It just, because even with, like, Catherine McPhee, I watch her now on Smash. She's so tiny. Yeah. You know, like, it just. Well, when I met Nicole the Bear, mm-hmm. I mean, I already yeah, knew she yeah. was small. But, I mean, in person, I mean. He's like almost gaunt. Well, I mean, I, 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 I really feel like if I had grabbed her arm hard enough, I could have broken her wrist. Oh, and I am not a, a he-man. Okay, but I mean, her arm just looked that mm-hmm. little. I mean, it looked, it looked, it looked more fragile than Julian's arm. <laughs> wow. Julian is five. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is sad. Our perceptions of beauty and what's acceptable and what's mm-hmm. not. And, you know, because I'm like, for me... I know I'm overweight. You know, I don't have to be told that. I yeah. don't, you know, it doesn't have to be a big deal. I know what my body looks like or should look like in terms of being healthy, not in the eyes of society or anything. Right. But when we go and poke at everything, yeah. it just, it, it's like, really, you don't have anything else better to do, yeah. possibly. But um, anyway, quick people in a minute, because I guess we already mentioned one thing. So, um I did read yesterday about Axl Rose declining to be inducted. Like, I don't understand the history. What I mean, I read uh, in the Axel's article just, that... Axel's just a D-I-C-K. Okay. Um, I mean, he's he doesn't speak to anybody from Guns N' Roses. The old, the real Guns N' Roses. Oh, the original, okay. I mean, he has a group he calls Guns N' Roses now, but it's all new people and him. So, I mean, that's not Guns N' Roses. Yeah, because I know it said that he didn't want to be inducted as, you know, in the as part of Guns N' Roses or even done in absentia, he just, you know, he I suspect what he would want would be to be inducted (laughs) as Guns N' Roses. The old guys not be there. It would be him and the current band. Um, Which makes no sense at all. But I mean, generally what they do is even with groups that are broken up, you know, you get CCR, you get together and you play a little reunion jam session mm-hmm. but uh he's not going to do that yeah i did so, read that i think there's a there's a rumor going around that uh what's his name the front man for green day they're going to be uh, inducting guns and roses 
there's a rumor that he might take Axel's spot for you know the, the performance. Oh, okay. The Slash okay. is going to be there and, and uh, Duff and a couple of those. Because I know he had said, I guess his issue was is with was there one named Adler or something? The last name or um, um, yeah, um, but I I didn't think that was his big problem. Well, it, I mean, it had he said that. Slash. Really, and see, I mean, Slash isn't even mentioned unless that's his re- his real name. What's Slash's real? Right. Is he Stradlin? Steve, it's Stephen Adler. Oh, Stephen Adler. That that's the one who apparently had been saying that you know, hinting at a reunion, you know, performance, yeah. but you know, Axl Rose is like, yeah, no, that's that's bull. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just didn't know, and I don't know. I it's almost like I can understand maybe your you know, that you don't like the band members, but the fact is, in that period of time, you came together and created something that was, you know, that has impacted music. Yeah. Um, so it's like, really get over the personal crap. You know, you created this, and yeah. it's it's going to stand on its own, not all the crap that, you know. But he's, he's in music. Huh. All right, I didn't realize that. I just assumed that he was like, you know, the sane one who was like, the group was crap no. and. No, he's a lunatic. Okay, I, I'm telling you, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he was talented. Yeah. I mean, I like Guns N' Roses. But um, to me, strangely enough, um, you know, the sanest one was always Slash. <laughs> you know, but um, you know, Slash grew up, though, as a rock person. I mean, his mm-hmm. mom. Did costuming and stuff for people. Um, uh, she was with David Bowie for quite a while. Um, oh, was she? Yeah, Slash. Mm-hmm. Slash lived with Bowie and her for a little while. Wow. Um, I mean, he was always surrounded by rock stars and stuff. Um, huh. Um, and I guess the last thing I was going to mention, um, I, I, I don't know if I wanted to really mention it. I know you hate the people real life story stuff that they throw in there, but just simply that um, you know George Zimmerman is now. Um, I guess he's under arrest. I think he turned Um, that is for what second degree murder is the charge. Um, that whole story or incident just seems kind of wildly out of hand and crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, in my mind, I'm like, wow. Florida is like this great place to go kill people because yeah. just I mean it just didn't make any sense. But it's great that um he's finally in jail. That that yeah, was my I mean, biggest. Everybody who's celebrating about that guy, he hasn't been convicted. Well, yeah, but I do think he should Casey be in jail. Anthony. Yes, yes, um, that you don't justice is not always what you get. Yeah. Um, but I do think that he definitely needs to be in jail. Um, and that the fact that he was out after he slaughtered this person was not appropriate because there was no question as to it being someone else it was yeah. him so this morning on the news i did see that um there was a story about apparently um a baby was born supposedly stillborn yeah but the, 12 hours later yeah the parents i was like oh my god <laughs> And that, you know, I heard that they're going to sue, which I'm like, I would do the very same thing. Because that's just, because, I mean, imagine going through in that very short span of time, the excitement of giving birth, 
finding out that the child is dead, then finding out that it, yeah. it's alive. I mean, that, no, that's an emotional roller coaster yeah. that no one should be on. So, but yeah, I would suit you. Well, um, tomorrow night is Disco with Dad. Everything's pretty packed, so I'm going to that. What? Yeah. So, I mean, is it 70s themed? Or? I, you know, I don't know what it is. They, they did actually say that dads would not actually have to dance. So I'm not sure what it is. It's probably some math-based event. But what but, does um, that have to do with Disco? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. But I'm going with Jordan. And, um, <laughs> you know, so we'll see how that goes. And then um, Saturday, Carrie's busy at the farm all day. Mm -hmm. And um, Sunday, we're supposed to see her parents for their anniversary. We're going to give them a thing I, I bought for me. Yes, um, yes. And uh, we might see the Three Stooges. Why? Jordan that thing looks it. so horrible. Hey, he likes the old. Uh, yeah, shows. but this doesn't. No, I. When I saw yeah, that they made every that, time. I was like, no, this is not okay. He's the perfect age for it. Wow, because yeah, even the first time I saw the trailer, I was like, this looks like it's going to be a horrible bomb because it just does not look good. Well, it looks like the old stuff. Yeah, I guess maybe the old stuff is, to me, the old stuff is better. I love the classic stuff, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you didn't need to, have, you didn't need to remake yeah. anything. or. Okay, so you guys have fun at the, you'll have to tell me about it, because. You know. At the end of the month, um, Carrie wants to see The Raven. Okay, James yes, I did. Well, I saw him on Graham Norton promoting it, so that's the only reason why. We're kind of <laughs> interested in seeing The Cabin in the Woods, which I heard has a big twist ending. What's, who's in, I've not even. It's a horror movie, Joss Whedon. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I did see that trailer, actually. Because it looks like 12 different movies in one. <laughs> But uh, apparently there's a huge twist. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not interested. You know, I don't do that genre. So. And in May is uh, The Avengers. Yeah. So definitely going to see it. Which, the trailers so far haven't wowed me. I mean, they're showing, yeah, the parts that they've shown is not, you know, you can't really, I don't know. It's not very I personal. Hope, you know, Joss Williams involved. I have faith in Joss. <clears throat> I've liked the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I, I hope, I'm picking up kind of like an X-Men 3 vibe from it, which worries me a lot, though. X-Men 3 was a whole lot of noise, mm -hmm. a whole lot of stuff blowing up, and me being very disappointed with how quickly the plot went. Oh, okay. Um, I'm hoping it's not like that. I trust Joss Whedon to not do that. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely interested in seeing Avengers. I do plan on seeing that one that comes out. Um... I forgot, there's something else that's... Oh, I do want to see the lucky ones. What's that? It's the um, Nicholas Sparks movie that oh, has Zach... Yeah, Zach Efron is in it. And he's... Well, no, no, no. I mean, he, I, I can't believe you haven't seen the commercials and stuff. And I've seen it, like, in all the movies I've been seeing lately, it's a part of the trailers. And I'm like, that... Ooh, he, he looks so... Mm, mm, yeah. But it's, the the movie is interesting. The, the I'm not I'm not into Nicholas Sparks. I know, but I love those types of things. You gonna make a man go see that? Yeah, he didn't seem like he did want to go see it. So, I mean, assuming we have money at the time, we'll go see it. What? <laughs> and obviously, since we last recorded, I did. <laughs> yes. 
I did go see American Reunion, which I thought was good, not as good as the first. You took him to see Titanic 3D, also, right? Yes. <laughs> what? He'd never seen it all the way through, and it's like, well, you have to at least see it all the way through. No. There was, I think at the, I don't know if it was at the end or something, he was laughing, and I was like, no. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, he finally saw it all the way through. Um, so yeah, I would give American Reunion, um, like a B minus, to be honest. It's not a C movie. Um, but it was, it was still, it was worth seeing. Like, you know, having loved the original and being, uh, the, that age when yeah. the original came out, um. Yeah, I did enjoy that. And I've seen a ton of DVDs or movies lately. I went to Redbox and I, I go through those in spurts where it's like I can go without Redbox for like a year yeah. and then I'll like rent five movies in a day and watch all of them, return it before nine o'clock. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I saw In Time, which is with Justin Timberlake. I thought it was very good. It's certainly been done before and I think in its wiki entry it said it was charged with some sort of plagiarism for something but I did enjoy that I saw Brides Bridesmaids and it's just like you yeah, said with funny. what movie is it again The Good Guys or something the other guys. Where, or The Other Guys yeah where I'm like oh yeah it was good but and then after I think about it more it's like oh yeah this part was hilarious and this yeah. part and so I did see that one I saw The Big Gear which has Steve Martin and um, Jack Black and Owen Wilson that was um not so good. I heard that was, that yeah, was the a bird huge movie. bomb. Yeah, it, it wasn't all that great. Um, we rented Tower Heist. I'd already seen it, um, but he hadn't. And then a movie named Arena, which uh, was with what's it, Samuel L. Jackson, which is funny because Arena was very similar to Hunger Games. So, um, and I know I saw something else, but Oh, well, I don't know. But uh, we ended up watching, like, six movies over the past weekend. So, in oh, addition you, to going to the movie theater. You talked earlier that J.K. Rowling's new book is coming out. Today. Yes, and we were saying that we were both interested in reading it just to kind of see what, you know, this post-Harry Potter stuff is about. It's called The uh, Casual Vacancy. Cool. But, yeah, I, I will read it, but, you know. I don't know if I'll read anything else after that. Uh, did you uh, hear the other day about the 10-year-old who gave birth? What? No. Uh, it was C-section because uh, you know, her, yeah, her yeah. frame wasn't developed right. enough to... Yeah. But yeah. So, um, you know, some medical professionals were like, they shouldn't have allowed her to carry it to term. You know, because it does things to your body and stuff. Right. But, presumably, she wanted to have it, I guess, you know. But, um, oh, and I can see both sides of the argument. I, you know, unless you're in the position or whatever, you don't really know what you're going to do, even though you say you know. Yeah, but I mean, just think about it. I mean, when a she's 20, she's child like a 10 year old child. That is scary. Because, I mean, I think my mom was young when she had me. She was 20 when she yeah. had me. But, yeah, that kind of difference only a decade between you and the child? Yeah, when she's 18, she'll have an 8 year old kid. That, no. I mean, and the there's certainly... The article anything. I was wondering, you know, I mean, he's a father. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was interested. I was like, you know, I've got the 10-year-old. 
But, uh, that's just so disturbing on so many levels. But yeah, the, the aspect of the 10-year-old being sexually active and getting pregnant. And I mean, yeah, your life, boom, your life has changed. There's no, <laughs> there's no coming back from when you have a kid, you know, short of the child being, you know, adopted or something. But yeah. even then, yeah, your body has changed. It's... Yeah. Hormones have changed. Every wow, ten years old. Because I mean, you know, I know that um, females start menstruating as early as nine, but you know, I didn't well, start until I was twelve, which is usually not, yeah. yeah. But I mean, there are cases of, of women, girls starting younger. Um, the the average age of uh, onset of puberty has gotten younger over time. Anyway, part of the things there have been studies that show exposure to sexual um, visual stimulus will cause you to begin puberty. Early. I know a lot of people say that it's because of the food that we eat, yeah. um, the, the processing and all that stuff is starting to change our, our I, body. I think I think part of it is you know the things you see, they're around you and stuff. I think people begin to feel sexual earlier, mm -hmm. and that's part of what stimulates your body into thinking, oh, it's it's time we should be doing stuff, we should be producing different hormones and stuff, and that kind of thing. So which, I mean, you know, depending on which time period you're looking at, I mean, hell, people started very early. Yeah, I mean, there's a time. The, the, the life expectancy. Yeah, I mean, there's a time, you know, you got married at 12, 13 years old, you were early. And by then, you, you know, were popping out some kids. If you were 18 and married, you were old. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, in today's culture and society, I think that's certainly still too, too young. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that ten, jeez. I mean, I'm remembering what I was like as a ten year old, and I was, I mean, I think I was certainly boy crazy, but not like want to have sex boy crazy. Well, good, it's five. That means you know, another five years, you can be a dad. Yeah, just that's weird. That, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, so he did ask me the other day, he says, you know, what's it like to, to have a, a baby? I said, oh, well, you have to ask your mom about that. I said, I don't know. And he's like, no, 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 no. Oh, What's it like to like, own a child? Oh, own a child. <laughs> I said, well, so when you don't own a child. <laughs> you raise a child, mm -hmm. you. Wow. I mean, I knew what he meant. Yeah. You know? But I said, yeah, we don't call it owning a child. <laughs> Although, I mean, I suppose, yeah, technically. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess it's all the same thing. But, wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Oh, and I was also thinking, I know we're kind of running long on the show, um, much when I was thinking about the whole death thing or whatever, I also thought that, you know, we've had the conversation before where we're like, oh, maybe life is really like the Matrix or something. Yeah. You know, I, I think now I'm like, oh, maybe it's kind of like the Matrix or like the Truman Show or whatever, where, you know, people only move around and exist within yeah. your, yeah, and I don't know why I keep thinking about it. Maybe it's because it would be, like, so cool if that's really how it yeah, was. Yeah. But, yeah, I keep thinking about it and finding it more and more amusing to think that maybe that's really what it is, you know. And, yeah, people only are real and exist when we, when they're within our, our scope of, you know, yeah. I don't know. So it's like, yeah, you only exist when I'm, you know, contacting you or whatever. And I'm like the wacky neighbor. <laughs> like, just burst in, you know, Kramer on yep. Seinfeld. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, 
it's funny that I think so much about the Truman Show a lot of times that, you know, granted that it wasn't necessarily a movie that I really loved at the time, but now it's like, I really do dig that movie. It's, it's so interesting. Yeah, I, I almost, you know, I, I do really like the movie. There's parts of it I think are really moving, actually. I think with a different actor, they could have made it more moving, or they could have allowed it to be even sillier. And even, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, as well, it is, call. it's kind of interesting. I'm not sure what it is. You know, but, I mean, I, I still really like it. I got a call on my phone because you know I'm I'm transferring yeah. all my no, I'm transferring all my calls from my phone line to my my work phone to my cell phone because there's a program. Um, an app that allows you to do that, but I didn't answer it in time. Maybe they'll leave voicemail. I don't like with this app, though, that you can't, like, the phone book that's on it is your contacts from your phone. I'm like, well, I don't have all the other stuff in there, so... Mm. Once again, most thrilling hour you stop it. In podcasting history. Well, I guess we should wrap it up. We're already at an hour and 20 minutes. We didn't even do, you know, the comic corner. We didn't do, uh, oh we, my gosh. We, just, we were just, family. yeah, we were just talking. Okay. Well, so we'll, I guess, see you next time, whenever that next time is. That's true. We'll see what other deep thoughts we've been thinking of. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, Cracker Out. Mocahan is out. Bye.